<laughs> All right, everybody. So thanks for tuning in today to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. Uh, Roar and I are excited to uh, talk about today's episode. So it's a little bit of a mashup in a way, uh, but fun, interesting topic that we thought about. You know, Aurora is a very big Harry Potter fan. She's also a very big Disney fan. And uh, for that purpose, we were watching uh, some Disney movies uh, over the weekend. And Aurora was asking me various questions. And uh, uh, one of the questions that continued to pop up throughout each movie was, uh, what Harry Potter house would that person have been sorted into? So uh, with that being said, we are actually going to jump right into that and talk about it here. Uh, So for those of you who don't know, um, Harry Potter, the series, um, and for those of you who are listening to this, I, I can't imagine a lot of you have not seen this, but anyway, if you have not seen Harry Potter, the sorting hat will sort you into four different houses, and these houses, um, that you're sorted into are dictated, basically your personality, uh, but essentially, uh, it's your core characteristic traits that make up, uh, you know, kind of who you are as a person and uh, that is the reason why you'll be sorted into the various houses that you are now the four houses are Gryffindor which is um, the house for brave kids so those who possess great bravery Uh, Hufflepuff which is for those who are very loyal Ravenclaw which is for those who are very wise and Slytherin for those who are sly um, ambitious um, that's really the trait there. So notoriously, Slytherin is like the dark wizard um, house. However, I will preface this by saying not all Slytherins are bad. Um, I think the ambition and the sly ways of them typically can lead to that. However, uh, we've seen Hufflepuffs. We've seen Gryffindors, things like that, who are also dark and, and bad wizards. So, um, I don't think you can really discredit, um, you know, Slytherins as, or credit Slytherins as just being bad wizards. They're not all bad. Uh, so just wanted to preface that before we jump into it today. Um, yeah, so we're going to bring that to you here. First off, we will start off with some of the, uh, more, more obvious choices, uh, really is, um, Merida from the movie, brave um i don't think anyone has a question of where that needs to go she would go into gryffindor Uh, i mean the whole name of the movie is brave so i I think you know her characteristics throughout it she's very brave bold person um and i believe that she would fit well into gryffindor uh not just because of her red hair like the weasleys uh but because a lot of the traits that she shows in in that movie and her characteristics as well next up is Belle. From Beauty and the Beast. Now, she is very, very bright and reads a lot of books. She's very educated, which is why she's so different from all the other girls in the village where she grew up. For that reason, she would be in Ravenclaw, right? Next is Cinderella, okay? Now, this one, it might not be as obvious as the first two. However, what I'm going to put her in is Hufflepuff. The main reason for this is because she didn't show a lot of ambition. Uh, she wasn't very sly or cunning, anything like that. 
in a lot of the things that she did. She um, she was very loyal to her family, you know, very loyal to her wicked stepmother and her stepsisters. I mean, she cleaned the house. She did what she was supposed to do. She never left. She didn't speak out. She didn't do a lot of those things until basically fate was put in front of her. And, you know, it, it was like basically her destiny to end up with who she ended up with. So for that reason, I think she showed a lot of loyal characteristics. Um, and, yeah, she was very loyal to her her friends, you know, the mice uh, that was there, Gus Gus. And uh, I can't think of the other one's name, uh, but I always like Gus Gus because he's the the tubby little one. Um, I know my wife loves uh, Gus Gus because of the tubby little mouse that he is. So anyway, yeah, I think Hufflepuff is kind of where she would land. Again, not so obvious, but she was a little bit more difficult to figure out, and I think Hufflepuff would be the right place for her. Next up is Jasmine from Aladdin. Okay, Jasmine has some various characteristics. Um, however, I believe she would ultimately end up in Gryffindor. She showed quite a bit of bravery. Uh, you know, she left the palace to go, uh, you know, be a part of the the regular culture. Uh, you know, peasants, for lack of better better term, there. Um, you know, and that required some bravery. I think that she was willing to um, defy Jafar and things like that. And so I think she showed quite a bit of bravery in it. Again, one of those that wasn't so obvious, it was kind of difficult to place, but I think that's where she would have ended up. Next up is Elsa. Now, this is going to be a really hot take here. Um, there's a couple that's going to be a hot take, but this is one that definitely is going to be a hot take. Elsa from Frozen. Ultimately, I'm going to place her in Slytherin. Okay. The reason for this, not so much the fact that she fits so well with Slytherin, but the fact that she doesn't fit in any of the other realms very well. She did not show a lot of bravery. You know, she hid away from her fears of her powers and things like that. Um, you know, hid away for years and years. That's not really someone who shows bravery. Um, she wasn't all that loyal uh, to her sister and things like that because again she hid away from everyone so she was really kind of loyal to herself for you know quite a large part of the movie and even when she left her chambers you know she went off on her own so um, wasn't really all that loyal and as far as being wise you know she was locked away for a long time I I don't get the feeling she was like overly wise of a person not to say that she was dumb but I don't think she would have been considered, like, overly wise, okay? Uh, so for that reason, I think I'd have to put her in Slytherin. Um, I think she was um, a little ambitious when she left. She's going to have her own ice palace. She's going to do her own thing. She's fine on her own. She only needs herself. That's a little bit, in a way, ambitious. A little bit, you know, self-centered to an extent because it was all about her. Um, I think that's kind of where I got that uh, sorting from uh, next up is Aurora from Sleeping Beauty put her in Hufflepuff um, again it's one of those kind of a lack of some of the other uh, attributes but she was very loyal within that movie uh, so I think that's where she would have placed Anna from Frozen definitely Hufflepuff she was as loyal as it comes to her friends to her sister I mean that that movie is all about being loyal to your sister and your family. So Anna was the big focus of it. Um, and I think she showed, you know, as much loyalty as you could um, in her movie. 
Rapunzel. I believe uh, she would go into Slytherin as well. That's a hot take again. Uh, I think she would go into Slytherin because she was very ambitious in the beginning. Granted, she was locked away in the tower and things like that. Some people would say, oh, she's really brave to have left the tower and things. I, I don't really know if it was that. I think it was more curiosity and things that led her to leave the tower and her ambition to see the lights and go against her mother and go against the rules and things like that. And that's something that a lot of Slytherins possess is, you know, going against kind of the rules in place because of their ambition to reach certain goals or do certain things that they want. Next is Snow White. Okay, now I believe she would be Hufflepuff. Her loyalty to those dwarves was without question. You know, she was very loyal to them, very loyal to her woodland friends. I think she's one of the most loyal Disney princesses out there. Pocahontas, I believe, would be in Gryffindor. She's always been kind of a bold, uh, brave person, um, even in the beginning of the film. But as the film went on, she showed more and more sort of brave traits. And so I think that um, Gryffindor would be where she would land. Next up is Winnie the Pooh. Uh, this is my, uh, my wife's favorite characters as a kid uh, when she was growing up. But I think Winnie the Pooh would be Hufflepuff. You know, yes, he shows the times of bravery. He shows times of uh, being wise with some of his Poohisms. Um, he's not very ambitious, not very sly or cunning in that way. Uh, but he is as loyal to, as anyone can be. He is loyal to a fault to all of his friends. Um, he will spend days trying to find them if they're lost in the woods. And he will get over his fears and be brave out of being loyal to his friends. Um, so I, I think that he is a very, very loyal character. Um, and then Mulan, same thing, Hufflepuff. I think she's very loyal. She's loyal to her family. A lot of people would first off say, oh, she's so brave. Yes, but her bravery was spurred on by her loyalty to her family and her dedication to her family. So I think that loyalty to them is what started her to show these bra this bravery uh, as a trait. And so first what came was loyalty. Okay. Now a couple of, uh, well, a few here. Um, some not so obvious, and then we're going to get away from the Disney princesses for a few real quick. Um, Tiana. Okay. Another hot take here. Slytherin, all right? The reason I have her in Slytherin is because she was very ambitious. She wanted to have the best restaurant in the area. She was so ambitious to have the best restaurant, the best, right? That's what Slytherin's all about, being the best, being number one, being, you know, as good as you can be, and that that's all it is or nothing, right? So she was so focused on having the best restaurant that she got into some really bad situations. She got herself into trouble, which is a lot of times what happens with Slytherins, right? So I think that uh, she would end up there because of some of her um, ambitions that she had kind of overruling uh, some of her, you know, probably common sense, um, you know, things and being able to make some of the right decisions. You know, she kind of got deceived and turned into a frog because of her getting blindsided by her ambitions, um, leading her down some crazy paths. So uh, I think that's where she would end up. Um, Moana. I believe is Hufflepuff because she's very loyal to her family. Um, even the fact that she left the island against her dad's wishes, it was because of her loyalty to her grandmother um, and her actual mother who gave her permission to go do it. She would not have done that if she hadn't have gotten that 
that okay from them. So I think she is very, very loyal. And overall, she's loyal to her people because she wanted to make a better life for them. She wanted to make them prosper better. And that's what gave her the bravery to leave the island was the loyalty to her people. So very responsible by her, but I think loyalty is what spurred that on. Okay, next, we're getting away from some of the Disney princesses here, which is exciting. Will Turner. Will Turner from Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay? Hufflepuff. Because he is a whipped little puppy dog following Elizabeth Swan around. Okay? I mean, no fault to him. I mean, she was she was the highest-ranking woman in the, the city. You know, he knew her since they were children. She's... You know, a very beautiful woman. So, you know, obviously it's it's not surprising that he was super loyal to her and followed her around like a puppy dog. I'm not saying that he w it was his fault or he was at wrong for doing so. But uh, he definitely was as loyal as anything. You know, his bravery uh, came out. His, um, you know, him, him being very smart and wise uh, was out of loyalty for her, I think, as well. He figured things out and stuff and was actually became a little bit smarter and tried to be smarter uh for her and um as well as his ambition you know he didn't really uh want that much he didn't really desire all that much but he desired her out of loyalty to her um and i think that's what caused him to uh get out of his sword working and get on the high seas and and try and get her back so i think that loyalty is what kind of spurred all of those things so that i think was the core for him Elizabeth Swan, Slytherin, okay? I think she would be in Slytherin because she is very ambitious from the beginning. She takes the pirate medallion as a child. She lies to her family about it. She lies to them about who Will Turner is. She She's always curious about pirates, wants to know about them. She goes against every bit of code that there is for the governor's daughter. You know, she sleeps in all day long. She likes the dark. She doesn't like to be outside. She doesn't like to dress up, wear corsets and things like that. You know, she goes against the grain quite a bit. And uh, she is very, very sly, as we see later on when she, uh, you know, manipulates Jack Sparrow. She manipulates Will at times. She manipulates everyone at times. She's a very, very manipulative woman. Um, so, for that reason, I think she's very sly and ambitious and i think that is why she would end up in slytherin all right now next is the star of the pirates of the caribbean franchise jack sparrow okay this one was really tough however it was actually fairly easy if you looked at it from kind of the outside what does jack sparrow have on his uh he has a tattoo what does he have a sparrow which is a bird. What house is a bird? Ravenclaw. And the reason why I think he's there, not just because of the tattoo, because he is actually very, very wise. If you watch the movies, throughout the movies, there are so many times that there are things that happen, and yes, he looks like an idiot, he looks like he has no idea what's going on, but everything works out perfectly to fit exactly what he needed. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's luck, it's luck, it's luck. Well, if it happens all that much... Maybe it's really not. Maybe he plans all that out before he does it. And I really I really believe that. I think that he plans all those things out that happened. And uh, he's really, really, really bright um, when it comes down to it. Now, yeah, there's certain things he's not very wise about, you know, when it comes to, you know, talking to women or how to treat them or, you know, how to 
be sober. He's not very bright about those things, but uh, he's definitely very smart uh, when it comes to certain situations and how to get out of them. Uh, so I, I definitely give him respect in those regards, and that's why I would put him in Ravenclaw. Next up um, is Yoda from the Star Wars franchise. Um, he would definitely be in Ravenclaw. I don't think there's any question there. Um, he's very, very wise, um, even in ways that he wasn't so wise. Uh, it wasn't because of ambition. It wasn't because he was trying to be the best or the strongest. Um, you know, he, he was definitely loyal, but he also followed the Jedi code very strictly. So he didn't hold very strong bonds to those around him. He was able to let go pretty easily from people, um, which is a gr the way of the Jedi. So, um, I can't say I'd put him in Hufflepuff and he's definitely very brave, but I think it's, um, something where he doesn't really go looking for battles and things like that. He only does it when it's a wise choice to do so. So I do believe it's because he's very wise. Um, so Ravenclaw for Yoda. And then Anakin Skywalker. Definitely we're going to put him in Slytherin. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by this. Uh, so Anakin winds up in Slytherin because his ambition is what led him to the dark side. He wanted Padme. He wanted to you know, have a baby with her. He wanted to be with her. He wanted to go against the Jedi Code. He wanted to be the strongest Jedi. He wanted to have the ability to to you know save people from dying he wanted to be this amazing amazing jedi he wanted to be the best um and it really clouded all of his judgment so um i think that was a fairly easy one to do okay you know disney's main theme is changes in their stories and conflict um you know and and conflict shifting the storyline right so for this reason there are a couple that i wanted to mention who seem to change their core character during the movies. Um, I think you all will kind of understand and agree with me on this. Um, first off would be Simba. As young Simba, I believe he was in Slytherin. He was very ambitious. He went against Zazu. He went against his father. Uh, and he didn't really make the best choices because he was very ambitious. Because everything, you know, he couldn't wait to be king. He couldn't wait to be top. I'm not going to say dog because he's a cat, but um, he couldn't wait to be the top. He couldn't wait to be, you know, in Mufasa's place, ruling Pride Rock, the leader of the lions, right? So because of this, I believe that he was Slytherin, but I think over time, as he grew older, you know, he left and everything, he ran away, he wasn't really that brave when it came down to it. I think he became Hufflepuff as he got older. I really do. I think he transformed into a Hufflepuff because his loyalty to his friends, to uh, Nala and his mom, Sarabi, and the rest of the Lions, I think that loyalty to them is what finally brought him back. And what fi his loyalty to his father. You know, he had a conversation with his father, and his father let him know what he needed to do. And his loyalty to his family and his friends made him make the right decisions and take back the kingdom that was taken from from them before. So, really good transformation. I love that story. It's one of my all-time favorites uh, of Disney. Um, still got to watch the live-action ones because I want to watch it with my wife, and she has yet to do so because it's such a sad movie for her. And I get it, but guys, that was in the main beginning, okay? Like, let's get over it, right? Let's get over it. It's a really great ending after the death of the in the beginning 
Um, so yeah, I need to watch that. But great, great story. Next one, this is the last one we're going to talk about, um, and then we'll get into some news snooze because Aurora is starting to doze off already. The Beast from Beauty and the Beast. I think he definitely started out as a Slytherin as well. You know, he was very conceited um, as a prince. You know, everything was about him. Held these glamorous parties, all these things. You know, he didn't uh, welcome in uh, the, the evil witch that cursed him and everything like that. So... You know, that was definitely that was definitely Slytherin traits that he had. Um, and then over time, I think that uh, he literally had nothing else to do. He had no one else. He was so upset with himself that he locked himself away. And really, he was very educated. He became very, very bright. I think he did read a lot of books and things like that because when Bell came over, he shared the whole library. He shared the things that he knew, even things that Bell didn't know about. He already knew about some of the different authors and things already. So I think he was very wise in his own ways, um, and I think that's really what it came down to there. I think that's why him and her really ended up doing well together is because they both were Ravenclaws to an extent. Um, you know, I think they both be predominantly became Ravenclaws, um, and that's what made them work so well together. So that's what I think he ended up as um, in the long run okay now to some new snooze guys so we are talking about just a few things here on the docket don't want to take up all too much of your time today but um because there's not really all that much new news out there however uh the director of suicide squad says almost all the characters die in the movie are we really surprised guys Really? Like, are we really surprised? Look at the movie. Look look at the pictures of the movie. Look at the pictures. Look at a trailer. Look at whatever you want. He's introducing, like, 20 new characters, guys. Like, like it, it's going full-on Justice League here. Like, all right, let's just throw in a bunch of new characters here and, uh, yeah, let everybody get to know them and not really do a backstory on them properly. Because, literally, if they don't take that entire movie and do a backstory for every character and that's all the movie's about... You're not going to ju do justice for these characters because their backstory is not going to be told enough for anyone to really care about any of them. So, here's my problem with him coming out saying that. I know all these people are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he's going to kill off all, most of the characters. Are you surprised? How can you be surprised? Killing off most of the characters, most, means more than half, okay? So, if he's introducing... A, and again, this is kind of an exaggeration, but say it's 20 characters. He could kill off 11. That means nine of them live. So it's not like he's going to kill off Harley Quinn. You know, it's not like he's going to kill off all these ones that we already have come accustomed to and we already really, really enjoy and, and we know about them. You know, he's going to be looking to kill the ones that are absolutely brand new that he's introducing. So I don't see why there's a problem with this. We don't have any time to grow to care about them. So it's probably not going to be a big deal. So everybody needs to kind of get over that. It's not going to be that big of a problem if he kills a lot of, a lot of these characters. Especially the ones that he, they're new and he's introducing them now for the first time. Okay, next. Kevin Feige has no interest in taking over Lucasfilm. This is kind of sad for me, guys. But it's also kind of not... Kathleen Kennedy's not going to end up being able to keep this. Like she, she's not going to be able to keep doing anything. You know, she's going to be removed from Lucasfilm and, and all of that, which is great. Which is absolutely what they need to do. Absolutely what they should have done beforehand. Um, 
So, you know, I am excited because at some point she is going to be fully out of the picture and, and we will, you know, finally get someone in there who knows what they're doing or at least knows more than what she's doing, which could be anyone. So, Kevin Feige, I would love to see do it. I would love to see be a part of Lucasfilm. I think it would be great if he would oversee it because I think he's he's wonderful. He's got great ideas and he did a great job with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um so I am kind of sad about that, but at the end of the day, guys, whatever we get is going to be better than Kathleen Kennedy, so we can't be too upset by it. Next, The Jungle Cruise is going to release in theaters and Disney Plus the same day. It's a very interesting concept, guys. I really think it's an interesting concept, and the reason that I think this is because um, The Jungle Cruise is a movie that, uh, you know, it's, it's very the concept here, you know, the ride and everything at Disney, the movie coming out uh, with The Rock, I think it's got a lot of um, attention to it because it's got The Rock in it and things like that. So I, I do think it's got some good potential for people really to be interested in this. However, it's not a staple movie. It's, a, it's not like this is the next Fantastic Beast movie, right, that people have been chomping to the bit to get out there for. Right. This is not going to be uh, a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. You know, that people are dying to get out there and see because they have to see it. Right. This is something that people are going to see leisurely and things like that. You know, it's not a storyline that was built up and maybe it ends up being really good and it builds up some suspense and people really enjoy it afterward. That's the way it's going to have to go. So because of that, I like that they're doing this because it's an interesting concept for theaters that it's out there at the same time as theaters. Because here's the thing, really. Streaming services provide you the chance to watch movies and TV shows and things like that at home at your leisure, which is a great concept, and everyone loves it. Everybody's all about what can you do at home nowadays? What can you do without going anywhere? That's the thing. Whether it was COVID speeding it up or not, that's the way the entire world was going anyway, right? So with this, what is the difference between the streaming and the theaters? Theaters is a luxury opportunity. Theaters is an out-of-home entertainment experience, right? And that's why people go to theaters. That's why I've always went to theaters. is because it's a cool experience to go and see something at the theaters. I went to theaters and watched movies that have re-premiered. Or, or, you know, maybe it's a special showing of um, uh, Grease or something like that, which I've never gone and seen um I've never gone and done that because, like, musicals, I can only do so much of it. But as far as this concept, I do really like it because it's still allowing theaters to get back to the core of what they provide, which is the ability for people to go and enjoy a movie out of home. At a cool experience, they get some food, enjoy their popcorn, whatever, nice lounge seat, all that stuff that they can't afford to build in their own house. Okay, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy that. Um, so I like this concept. I am very, very interested to see how this goes. I am very interested to see how it does, um, you know, what comes from it, uh, because maybe this works out really well. Maybe the theaters end up doing really well with this concept. And on the day of, maybe it doesn't take that much revenue away from the theaters. And in that situation, there's so much less pressure on these streaming platforms and streaming services do all these contracts and figure out dates and times and all that if you want to go to theater you really want to enjoy a movie you're going to do it the more i want to go see a movie the more i'm going to want to go see it in a theater when it comes out okay 
if I don't really want to see it all that much, I'm going to wait for a streaming service anyway. But I'm going to go to a theater anyway if it's that amazing of a movie. Trust me, Fantastic Beasts come out, I'm going to go watch it in theaters, right? So I think this is good to get to the point of what it is. Um, Theaters are for that extra experience of being out of home and enjoying a movie out of home with that experience, that ambiance. So we'll see how it goes. I hope it does really well for both sides. Last up here is um, David Batista is frustrated about Drax's backstory not being flushed out enough. Okay, He's talked about how he was disappointed in that. Here's the thing, guys. Now it's just getting to a point where he's being really whiny. Okay, he's talked about how he needs to be recasted um, and things like that. One, the MCU can't recast him. I mean, that just makes no sense. He's been a really iconic character. Um, Yeah, he doesn't think he's got a lot of limelight and things like that, but people love his character because of the fact that we haven't got that full backstory. Once we get it, I don't think we're going to have as much affinity for him. Okay, because that happens quite a bit with some of these characters. You know, I love Mushu from Milan, and he wasn't a big part of that, but it's because he was a side character and he brought a lot of comedic stuff into it, and that's why I loved him, right? You can't get too serious with Drax and things like that with the backstory. I think they've done a good job with it. Now, yeah, I understand that he didn't get any revenge or anything like that for for his wife uh, with Thanos, but at the same time, it's not about him. It's not all about him. It's about the universe, and it's about that bigger purpose that's going on. Um, and I think he's getting away from understanding what the film was doing and how the films were developed. Because if he thinks into the storyline and plot, it's better the way they did it. Okay? And I get it. He thinks he's a great actor. He is a great actor. He's really, really good. But guys, you got to understand that it can't all be about you all the time. And yeah, at some point, they will probably do a Drax film if you keep going, if you stay in it. They probably would do something like that. They're looking for content all the time. But heck, they went back and did a Black Widow uh, a Black Widow uh, movie, solo film, after the fact, right? They're going back in time to do it. So here's the thing. If you, if you really want to see a solo film come out for him, keep doing the role until they kill you off or until they remove you for some reason and then I guarantee fans will want to see more of you so much that they will do a solo film similar to what they did with Black Widow okay so at this point it's a little bit of whining it's like come on like they've done a great job with your character you're really beloved and I think they've done a great job to make sure that you stay beloved so don't ruin it because this whining off the set is really going to make people kind of be against you on the set. I know I'm not going to enjoy watching him in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 all as much right now because I know behind the fact of this is like a whiny person whining about they're not getting enough limelight, right? So anyway, I, I, I think he's a great actor. I would love to see him get the screen time that he feels like he deserves, but it also can't be too much be, just because he wants to be on screen a bit more or want his full backstory done a little bit more right so anyway uh, with that being said we'll wrap it up today i know we just went over a 30 minute mark here for a little bit um so what did you guys think Uh, is there any disney characters that you'd like us to sort is there any other characters out there any other genres do you want us to do a universal uh character sorting hat you know we can do uh transformers we can do uh fast and furious back to the future we can do all that stuff as well so let us know if you want to see something else done with the sorting hat we can definitely do some different uh medium genres studios things like that of their different productions um and i think it was definitely fun for us for sure uh is there any that you guys disagree with as well um feel free to like share subscribe uh you know give us some info let us know what we can do to make the page more entertaining more make the episodes more entertaining for you guys uh facebook email or below so let us know what we can do uh yeah and we'll uh 
we'll talk to you guys again next week. All right, so thank you. Have a good one.